Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show, where I interview the best thinkers and doers of our time. On TV, the show premieres Sundays at 11.30 Eastern on PBS World and at The Laura Flanders Show YouTube channel. You can join my guests and me every week there in the live viewing party and then catch us all week on public television stations. Prefer to listen? Find us on a radio station near you or subscribe to the free podcast. You'll find listings and ways to subscribe at lauraflanders.org. That's also where you'll receive my regular commentaries. I call them the F word. Here's this week's. Who were the biggest losers of the 2020 midterms? The media, wrote Washington Post columnist Dana Bank, November 9th. The vast majority of political journalists were suckered, swayed, and misled by an extraordinary profusion of bad partisan polling, wrote Milbank. He had doubts about a red wave early on, of course. It's not that he's wrong or so self-congratulatory that makes this piece exasperating. The misplaced predictions of a democratic rout have been the subject of solipsistic discussion in the media for weeks now. What makes the obsession with polling so problematic is that it ignores the way that polls, even when they're right, are bad for our politics. Polls shrink our options, overdetermine policy, and distract us from real life. In the run-up to the midterms in many places, reporting on polling became a substitute for reporting on issues, said Mitra Kalita of the newsletter Epicenter NYC this week. When mainstream media cover the polling, they're not really covering abortion, climate change, your garbage pickup, your kids' PTA, said Mitra. There's also a tendency to just follow along, said Stephanie Williams of the IE Voice in California's Inland Empire. Instead of reading the pulse of what's actually happening, reporters fall into the trap of framing everything around polling, said Stephanie. Framing and polling amounts to presenting voters with a limited array of options. Some pollsters this year asked voters to rate their degree of concern about crime, inflation, abortion, or the economy. Others asked which single issue is the most important to their vote or to the nation. Differences in wording produced wildly different results, hence partisan polling. Some this or that choices are simply silly. In what world, after all, is being forced to carry a pregnancy to term, not also an economic crisis? Some options are off the table. If you're concerned that the economy is doing well at doing damage and you'd like a different one altogether, that's not an option. Democrat or Republican, if you worry that war spending fuels war while investing in peacemaking would better serve the nation, that's not on the table either. Polling only measures some public desires, after all. Want more democracy in your workplace, a four-day work week, a crackdown on crime of the corporate kind? Legalizing marijuana was massively popular for years before policymakers ever noticed. Summarizing the 22 race, CNN's Ronald Brownstein declared that the choice for voters could be condensed to a single phrase, your money or your rights. Real people don't live this way. We'd like both and some other options. The biggest loser from money media's misleading dependence on polling isn't the media. It's the public imagination. For a discussion of what local and BIPOC-owned media got right, the commercial white-dominated media got wrong this election, check out Meet the BIPOC Press, a monthly feature of The Laura Flanders Show on PBS stations across the nation. Want to give us some giving season love? Donate at lauraflanders.org and thank you.